Hey guys, uh, welcome to episode five of the Best Athletics Podcast. I am Nick Bester and I'm joined by assistant coach Natalie all the way in Nottingham. And yeah, the rest of this podcast uh, is my chat with the founder of Ketone IQ, Michael Brandt. Um, Ketone IQ, it's sort of like a newish product, especially in my world. And um, yeah, I've only got good things to say about it. So Natalie, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Um, and you want to give us a little update on what's going on in the world of best athletics in Nottingham? Yeah. So um, hi, everyone. I um, I actually joined, was it is it in January, Best Athletics, yeah. Nick? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I've been coaching for about six years now. And then I really joined Best Athletics as a coach just to be surrounded by some of the great coaches. Um, and then used to take the track sessions down at Battersea with you guys, which was brilliant. And I just wanted to bring, I guess, that vibe and that awesomeness and the community up to Nottingham. So I've now started BA Nottingham, which is very exciting. It's good. Yeah, there's a, such an, an awesome running community there. We see it on socials, our side. It feels like we're part of one team. So it's really cool to see. And um, I think, you know, once people start building it into their routine, then it becomes normal. And that's when you start, you know, getting more and more people and the regulars yeah. keep coming back. Absolutely. I mean, I've even had some that are on holiday at the moment this week. And because we've got like a WhatsApp group, obviously we've got the main BA group yeah. with, with you guys, but then we've got like a BA Knots group. So they're all kind of interacting on that and forming relationships and they're still doing it abroad, which is brilliant. And sending us photos of them doing it. So it's a really good, uh, really good vibe. I really love it. Oh, that's awesome. BA nuts. It's got a good sound to it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's amazing how like with social media and the way globalization works now is even <clears throat> if I look at my coaching base, 30% of them is international, but it feels like I know a lot of them so well and I haven't even met them. And <clears throat> that just shows you like the power of the WhatsApp group and the community that's you just feel like one team, even though people are on yeah. different continents. <clears throat> so yeah. yeah, considering that, then uh, Nottingham is, is actually not too far away. So yeah, to touch base on your on your coaching journey today, in your case, you specialize in run and strength. Yeah. So <clears throat> do you want to just give us a bit of uh, insight into that? Like, have you done PT previously? Um, and what do you enjoy, yeah. setting more gym-based sessions or running sessions or like a combination of the both because you know how important it is? Yeah. So I originally trained as a personal trainer and because I'm also, as a hobby, I'm a runner as well. I just kind of attracted runners who wanted to do strength. So I was kind of doing running plans, even though I was a kind of qualified personal trainer, which then led me into doing my running coaching. Um, so my, I guess primarily I was um, a personal trainer and that's why I think strength's important. I, I, as a runner, obviously I really enjoy my running, but I am also very much aware of how important strength is for longevity of running, keep you injury free, keep you strong. I mean, for me, and I try and tell this to many of my athletes, there's nothing, it's a great feeling to run feeling strong and powerful. So, and for, it's, it's so important for, for males, but in particular for females, bone health and things like that. It's so important that we, that we lift, um, even down to, so when I'm setting their run and strength program, they tend to have like two strength sessions a week. They'll only really last 30 to 40 minutes because the idea is they lift heavy um, okay. because I don't want to kind of fatigue their muscles out too much for their running. So we kind of always on that little, little bit of balance, but I will always say, look, if at least get one strength session in and 
you should really prioritize that over running. If you're running like five, six times a week and you can't fit it in, take that shorter run out and replace it with a strength for that week because we need to get it all in. It's, it is important. And a lot of runners don't necessarily like the gym, but if I can kind of show them that it's worthwhile and why we do it, they then to get, they tend to get on board that way. hundred percent. Um, yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think, you know, what? like us runners, ultimately we love running and, um, how many times, you know, have you seen in the past where unfortunately like a runner of yours or an athlete gets injured, um, but was neglecting strength work, hadn't done strength work forever. And then it's like, boom, okay, time for strength work. But actually, you know what? like, whether you love running and don't love the gym or doing strength work, like that's an important part to be able to sustain your training to yeah. keep loving your running. So that's where it becomes super important. Um, and yeah, that's really, really cool. And are you currently taking on any more clients? Yeah, we're, we're building a really uh, great community. Again, similar to the BA um, not side, I also have kind of a WhatsApp group for my coach runners who, again, support each other whilst they're doing different, whether they're doing half marathon training or marathon training or, or whatever, or they're on a holiday in the heat and they're trying to just edge each other on. We're getting some really sweaty selfies at the minute, which is, <laughs> which is brilliant to see. So, yeah, I'm looking to grow that. It's... Um, it's growing nice and steadily, which is always the way I like to play it. So I can keep give them the best of myself rather than it just grow massively all of a sudden. And it's like, oh, but yeah, so absolutely looking for a few more um, runners. It doesn't have to be marathon runners or half marathon runners. If it's 5K, 10K, whatever, really, it's you know, coaching's coaching, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you're listening to this and you're keen to, to get coaching um, from Natalie, then please feel free to reach out to her directly or through the Best Athletics um, website or Instagram. Um, and yeah, I mean, from our side, I just want to say it's been such an incredible start, we can say, um, even though it's been more than, than six months. Um, the community you've built there is great. And um, yeah, we couldn't be prouder to have you as part of uh, BA. So congrats for that and well done. <laughs> Onwards and upwards, as someone would say. There we go. There we go. We, we're <laughs> only at the start of a track session though. We've still got a full session ahead and we're going to progress all the way through. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Okay, cool. So an update in the world of best athletics. Um, I've been dying to share the news with you about our Adidas kits, but I haven't even known myself. And uh, just before this call, I got notified that our kit is arriving in the UK next week. Um, so what's that? Week commencing, I think the 22nd. Um, and then as soon as I have a chair, guys, I won't delay anything. I'll get some pictures up on the website, advertise it. Um, and then, yeah, I think Best Athletics members will get preference for a day before going live on socials. And then we'll we'll go live and, and be able to, anyone can order. But yeah, from what I've seen, the kit's amazing. I haven't even seen the finished product yet. So like, I'm super excited to to receive this. Can't wait to share it with you. Um, yeah, me too. I yeah. To see it. yeah. I think Dan suggested um, a coach's photo shoot. So I'm always up for that in the new kit, just to put that one out okay, there. Okay, okay. <laughs> go, go get some vitamin D, go get some, some sun tanning going and, and we'll get you in a, a photo shoot as soon as the kit arrives. Um, and then yeah, on... To Athletes of the Month, massive shout out to Helena Flippens and her coach, Samantha Murray. Um, Super, super awesome work. She was the Athletes of the Month last month. Um, her marathon PB, she PB'd in three hours and 18 minutes. So it was a 16-minute PB, wow. which is just a huge chunk, um, which also meant she qualified for Good for Age for London. 
And um, yeah, she got a tasty sub 20 minute 5K in there in 19.16. So well under um, 20 minutes. So congrats to the two of you. Awesome work. Um, and then some of the big events coming up. So we've got the big half. Uh, I know I'm doing it, Nat. You also doing I'm it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think, yeah, okay. yesterday when I checked the WhatsApp group, there's about 107 um, of us on it. So, yeah, there's going to be well over 100 of, of us, basically, as members doing it. I can't wait. Uh, it's a race I've never really nailed. So, oh, man, I'm just hoping it. Let, let's be positive. It's going to go well. Um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's going to be awesome, and we'll definitely have like a, a post-race meetup point um, near the finish, um, and then onto the training camps. So there's two training camps on the go. The first one is the UK training camp. Um, spots are filled for that. Uh, I was organising that with Amy, and we're going to the Southbound Ways. That's from the sixth to the tenth of September. So just after Big Half, before Berlin Marathon. Um, and yeah, it's looking, shaping up to be really, really nice. And, um, if, if anyone's listening and, and is not in training camp, but is dying to come, then please reach out. We can always sort of try and make a plan. And then the international training camp, um, Dan and Sam and Amy are organizing that. And that's going to be in Lanzarote beginning of November. So some winter stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually haven't been to Lanzarote much. I've been to Club La Santa, but I believe it's great for training. So that's yeah. looking really cool. And I know a lot of people in the best athletics world are doing Valencia. Valencia Marathon's always a winner, as yeah. you know. You'll find out in a few months' yeah. time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's sort of like such a sweet spot and ideal timing um, in prep for Valencia four weeks before. Nice. Lots going on. Cool. Lots going on all the time. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was really cool to, to catch up with you and uh, enjoy yes, your you well-deserved time away. Go and do laps on laps and play hard work hard. <laughs> um, oh, no. And yeah, the rest of this podcast uh, is my chat with the founder of Ketone IQ, Michael Brands. So here's my chat with him. If you have any questions off the back of it, please feel free to reach out. Um, and if you'd like to order yourself, I've got a 30% discount subscription that I'll put uh, the link in the description below. Cool. Have a good one. Onwards and upwards. Let's go. Okay, guys. So I'm joined by uh, the founder of Ketone IQ, Michael Brand himself. Um, really new, exciting, well, new-ish, new in my world. Um, exciting products on the market. Um, I've been testing it for a few weeks now. And um, yeah, really only have a lot of good things to say about it. Um, but looking forward to catching up with you today, I think. Do you want to just give us um, a little bit of background? First of all, I suppose on yourself, being a, a marathon runner yourself. Um, and then a little bit about um, how this product came about and, you know, how it's uh, getting so much traction and reach out there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good to be here, Nick. Thanks for having me on and thanks everyone for listening in. I'm a 2.42 marathoner, so a notch or two slower than than you, but certainly get after it and have gotten into this sport in a really interesting way where I studied computer science in undergrad and got really interested in biohacking and thinking about technology on and in the human body. So wearing a continuous glucose monitor like a decade ago before there was super sapiens and levels and you had to kind of jerry-rig that together. Um, 
I've done week-long fast. I've done a lot of different diets, different nootropics, different microdosing of different things, and came in very like curious, kind of citizen scientist about human health, longevity, performance, and then got got into distance running, did my first half marathon, and really fell in love with it, and started applying that kind of like overly that like biohacking nerdball mind towards running, which I know a lot of us, a lot, a lot of runners have that sense of like tracking your heart rate, tracking your cadence, tracking your calories in, tracking anything that can be tracked because it all, it all does matter. Um, and through that process created HVMN, health via modern nutrition with the idea being that, well, one of the forms of fuel that your body uses when you're doing distance running is a ketone. Your body makes ketones from fat, especially when you're running low on blood sugar. Your body makes ketones from fat. Fat can't cross the blood brain barrier. So like you need brain energy, especially, and that can come from glucose. But again, when you're low on blood sugar, you don't have much of that around. So your body needs to make ketones. And the insight that I had five years ago, a little bit more at this point was, well, if ketones are this really super efficient fuel that your body makes when you really need it, and and it has all these interesting properties, like it's very metabolically efficient, it doesn't require as much oxygen to turn into ATP in the at the cellular level, uh, it crosses the blood-brain barrier, makes your central governor feel really, really bright for like longer than it would otherwise. If, it, if ketones have all these amazing characteristics to them, why can't you just go to the store and buy a shot of 10 grams of ketones? And that was the the dumb slash smart question that got kicked off my entrepreneurial journey of like, hey, like, wouldn't it be neat if instead of, you know, fasting or eating low carb or whatever, like the hoops that we jump through to get our ketone levels up, wouldn't it be cool if you could have ketones while also stacking it with like a normal diet and be able to reap the benefits of both? And in 2019, got a multi-million dollar contract with the United States Department of Defense Special Operations Command to make, for the first time, make a ketone drink at scale. And they were really interested, the special forces were really interested in exogenous ketones for physically and cognitively demanding missions. So not just like, can you run faster, longer, but can you run faster and longer? And then at the end of it, have high accuracy on like target practice shooting drills. And the combination of like physical and mental stamina was really interesting to do a lot of testing at like hypoxia, high altitude, low oxygen environments, really like challenging circumstances. And after three years of that R&D, I was able with my team to bring the cost down, make the formula more palatable. The, the very first versions were very raw, very rough um, on the palatability index and <laughs> able to get it down to a spot where where it was ready for the consumer market. So around a year and a half ago, it's January of last year. Um, so it's August of 23 now and in, in January of 22 launched Ketone IQ to the consumer world. And we are, we're out here. Like we're, we're moving, we're nationwide in grocery stores in the US. Uh, we're in a big grocery store called Sprouts. We're in Equinox gyms. We are, uh, we ship internationally. If people are in like the UK, we're on health, a company called health, H-E-A-L-F.com is one of our big UK partners. So we're out here, we're like a lot bigger than we were, but I think there's still a lot of room to grow because most people, like 99% of people still 
don't know what a ketone is or why what what do you mean when you say fuel fantastic like what are you talking about yeah yeah for sure wow what a story um i mean so it's only been a year and a half since actually launching it live and already it's been making a lot of waves so yeah massive congrats on that and it's it's caused me a lot of questions in the running world as well being a coach myself um but yeah it's really nice to be educated on this and it's really nice for me to actually go through the process myself and i can honestly say already from having that shot with you in the beginning it just this product's dangerous um because it makes you feel good without going for your run <laughs> i'm gonna sit on the couch and drink this all day i just um, have runner's no, high like on your couch like <laughs> exactly no but but jokes aside i think like especially when i have it fasted um i've noticed in the mornings um it seems to have a, a bit of a, a more of effect on me um and it really i get that sort of like endorphin release feeling that i get after i go for a run or, or even more so when i do a session um and i think to your point on the fact that it's not just physically boosting you it's mentally boosting you especially you know in my world when it comes to sessions and, and in marathon training and i suppose in, in all endurance sports it's so much in the mind towards the end um, and you can almost always push more than what your body allows you to but you need to tap into those mental reserves and um yeah i mean what better way to tap into it than giving it the fuel it needs so um like i said i've been using it for quite a few weeks now i'm going to be using it um big time in my build up to berlin which is seven weeks away um and yeah just excited i'm 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 looking for nine more seconds, Michael. I'm not getting greedy. I want I want to break um, two twenty. So I ran two twenty and eight seconds last year. Do you think right. this right here is going to help me um, oh, yeah. get those extra nine seconds? Yeah, there's definitely nine seconds inside of that bottle. On top of an immense amount of hard work. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, nine seconds. That's such a razor thin margin. You're going to do it. I'm I'm pumped for you. Cool. That's going to feel good. Yeah, I'm I'm like trying to get. I'm like six. 10 splits per okay. mile i'm trying to get yeah. under my my next pr i'm trying to get under six so get like a five five i'll be happy with 559 splits um and then we'll see from there hopefully one day keep just cracking at it and um sky's the limit it's funny how you said that because like a lot of people i think start with a certain goal oh, i want to qualify for boston or i want to like and then like you're like oh when the dust settles for that you're like hmm i wonder if i could shave another five minutes off. I wonder if I could shave another 10 minutes off. And then once you get to a certain like super elite standard, like yourself, it's like, what if I could shave nine seconds off? It's <laughs> like, it's like, it's, it gets thinner and thinner, but it's still like just as exciting, you know? Yeah. That, that's what it's come down to. Um, on that point quickly, do you have a, when's your next marathon? When's your next race? Chicago. I'll oh, be doing... wow. Okay. Okay, cool. We've got a lot of people, um, in our best athletics team going over to Chicago. So, um, I'll make sure they come come and say hello. Um, and yes, yes, please. We'll have a booth there. I'll, yeah, I'll be running it. We'll be uh, there with some of our partners, Sarah Hall, who holds the American record for Masters yeah. for the marathon uh, for women. She's she'll be there with us. It's going to be a really fun time. Awesome. Come by and and say hi. I actually saw the field released this week for Chicago. It looks incredible. It's a really really stacked field, um, and they've got um, Calvin Kiptum who is, you know, chasing Elliot Kipchoge's world record. So that might go at Chicago as well. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Sarah Hall's there, super exciting. And um, what time are you targeting and are you on Strava so people can follow you? Yeah, I'm on Strava. Definitely drop me a, a follow, say what's up. Um, love to see what you're up to as well. And I'm targeting, yeah, so uh, six minute mile pace. It's 237. 
So that's cool. that's what I'm gunning for. Amazing. Um, okay. And we'll see. It's, it's one of those things like you never really know where it's like you start the season feeling slow relative mm. to your race, but, or at least for me, it's like, like, but then every time I've done a marathon, like by the end of the build, I'm like, I've like gone past what my goal was. So I don't want to get like too, too out ahead of myself here, but yeah, I think yeah. I can do six. I think I can do like a 559 and then we'll just see, I, I'll, we'll see how we're feeling at mile 13.1 and just see how, how much gas we have left. I'm going to hold very honest six minute flat sure. for the first half and then just, you know, see how we're feeling on the back half. And if I can drop that um let's go love it love it i did um chicago last year and a lot depends on the weather last year it was really good conditions so hopefully yeah. it's not it's not too windy and you, you get good conditions I, if you do i'm backing you i heard in chicago that because of all the buildings that sometimes gps can wig out have you heard this yes and yes. any ideas and sorry to si sidetrack off of ketones and me asking you for advice here i'm just curious because <laughs> while we're on the call um what's is that something that you faced either in Chicago or in other marathons with like GPS wigging out? Always, always, always. So the key to that is to, so you going sub six minute miles, just write it down on your arm um, and then check it according to the dis distance markers. Because even when you sure. come to London Marathon one day or, or any of these big city marathons, your GPS always goes funny at some stage. In Chicago, it went funny near the beginning. And I remember I was running super fast according to my watch and I was like, I wish I was running that fast. But yeah, Always write it down on your arms and, and check it against it. When I ran 2.20 and 8 seconds, it's the one marathon I just forgot. So I had no way of actually checking and I believed I was under. Not that I could have found extra, um, but yeah, it, it would have been nice to know before I got to 300 meters to go. Um, okay, so back to the, the ketone chat. Um, when would you say, okay, two things. One, when is the best time to take it? Is it you know morning, afternoon, or before your evening run? Um, I'll share a bit of my experience with it. So I tend to take it before my morning jog. If I've done, if I've, you know, I've been fasted for eight hours throughout the night in a bit of a rush for time, have a shot of ketone, um, get out the door, feel pretty good. Uh, and then in the evenings when I've, you know, been at my desk and busy on training peaks and doing plans and like feeling a little bit tired and lethargic, um, this shot just, you know, picks you up, wakes your brain up, and it's just easier to get out the door, I find, uh, and you really feel good in the beginning. So that's what I found. When is the best time to do it? And then the second question is, when I run a marathon, I look to take in, you know, around 100 grams of carbs per hour, let's say. So um, I've got a science and sports um, beta fuel drink mix, and I've got certain drink stands. Do you recommend having this shot separate to that or should i mix little bits in my drink as i go along i'm going to be taking about six or seven drinks as far as when to use it in training you're doing it right having it before uh run in the morning or if you want to pick me up in the afternoon it's really nice because it's especially in the later in the day sessions where you don't really want to have caffeine which would interrupt your sleep afterwards which is super important it's nice to have a pick me up that is not caffeine and it's also not sugar where you want to be like sparing with the amount of like gels and goos you'll have in your diet in general because they're not great for you like having that like a large bolus of sugar it works but it's like you don't want to be doing that as a like all the time thing just to get out the door so it's nice to have ketones as a way as a metabolically healthy source of energy that's also not caffeinated not going to keep you up and as far as racing what works for our athletes what what 
what I do and what our pros do is they'll mix it in a three to one ratio of carbs to ketones. So if you're having a hundred grams of carbs, have 30 grams of ketones. And what works for most people is mixing it in. Cause that way you don't have to think about it. It's like, it's the ratio just, uh, works. Like if it's, if it's in your bottle, say, okay, well I have a hundred and you can modulate from there. Some people want like more ketones. Some people want more carb ratio. So you can, you can modulate it, obviously try it out in training runs, see how, how it works. Just like any advice that you give to anyone. And people, it, it's, I find it's easier to have in your bottle. It just depends. Cause like, do you want to have, okay, I got my water, I got my carbs and I got my electrolytes and then I got my ketones. If you're, if you completely decompose everything, then you're just, you're juggling that's four different things there. Whereas, uh, I think combining at least a couple of them where you just know, okay, whenever I have water, I'm going to want electrolytes and carbs and ketones. Like I, I th what I tend to do is just like put it all together, um, when possible, right. If you do have like the ability to grab a water bottle, if you're, um, pro elite and you have ability to grab a water bottle or you have like friendly friends along the way that we can have grab a water bottle or have it stashed like that, or if you're wearing one on your hip or hip flask, whatnot, that uh, generally, and this is not just for ketone IQ, this is in general for what I recommend for putting together your your witch's brew in general. Maybe you sprinkle a little caffeine in there, right? Like people, whatever works for you as far as your overall stack. I find when you're brain dead on mile 14 on the marathon, just like, you don't want to be doing math. I'm like, oh, how many Mortons per salt tab per half liter of water? Uh, 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 like it, it can be a lot of actually wasted calories to be thinking that hard. I think pre-mix based on what works for you in training and just like use that on the, on the race. Okay. Okay. Amazing. So pretty much one to three ketones to carbs, um, and practice it throughout training. If it works for you, obviously stick. Yep. Um, great. So that's what, that's what I'll be doing for sure. Um, okay. So obviously a big part of this product is the fact that, um, you know, 60% of, of the Tour de France, have been using it. Um, so, I mean, Tour de France are arguably, you know, one of the best endurance athletes in the world. Like that's very reassuring to a lot of endurance athletes out there. How are you finding the take up in this product um, of runners versus cyclists? And it's sort of like, is it kind of like, is, is running catching up or is it like, it, it's got its benefits for both sports? Oh man, Nick, I love this question because there's nothing I love more than like beef within the endurance yeah. world. Uh, and it's funny because when I, I do triathlon as well, like I, okay. running's my my favorite. But often when I'm like kind of in off season from marathon build, I'll do a triathlon. So lighten the load on my running legs and get some swimming and bike in. So I love it all. I think it's all fun, and I think it's um, but it's also fun just tapping into the differences in those subcultures. And what I will say is that cyclists, by virtue of the hardware that they use and the culture of cycling, they're just so quantified, mm. unlike any other sport. I, running, I think, is second. Cyclists, because they're just so dialed on their watts per kilogram, like it just they, they, it's so measured. Like you're on this piece of hardware, you're able to measure every aspect of it, and that's what's made it like really the first sport that we took off in, because you can just see your watts per kilogram take off. Like you can just see very directly versus, you know, basketball player, footballer, like stamina, endurance matters. We're all doing metabolism all the time. Like we're still having the same effect, but it's lost more so in the noise of like, well, there's all this, all this dynamism happening on the field. 
running certainly a lot closer to cycling in the sense that it's, you know, you're, there's really one objective function that you're optimizing for, which is like total speed. And there's a way to be pretty quantified about it. Like there, like with the smartwatch with, you know, if you're doing certain training sessions in a lab, measuring your VO2 max, measuring your lactate threshold, like you can be quite scientific around it and see objectively what's working for you. So I would say, yeah, cycling led the way just by virtue of the fact that they're all just like major. There's not a single cyclist on the Tour de France that doesn't know like precisely their watts per kilogram at every like second of the race. It's just so freaking dialed. And that's why it's been like the lead. And then I would say, yeah, running um, very much picking up. And then and then we're getting into some other interesting sports like golf. Funny enough, like not an endurance sport, but golf golfers are getting really into it, which again, like complete surprise because it's not like. I guess you'd expect the next one over would be like swimming or something, mm-hmm. right? But golf is because of the the mental aspect, like the clarity. And then golfer, golfers, if anyone out there golfs, like you, you don't want to have a lot of caffeine for energy because it makes you too jittery. So the fact that ketone IQ makes you like lights on without having that like overactivation and being kind of uh, manic is a feature that a lot of golfers are drawn to. So it's interesting to see how it's like, how the water is like flowing down the mountain is as an entrepreneur, it's like, you can try to sell your product to this person, that person, but like, you also have to listen like who, like, I don't, I don't golf, but I guess I'm getting into golf now. You know, like, I guess like you gotta, you gotta see where the water flows. Um, you can think you're selling something to one set of people and, um, you also gotta listen to the market. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know what? I'm, I'm a big fan of golf myself um i don't have enough time to put into it to get good at it at the moment because i'm putting a lot of time into running but when my running days are over i'm going back to golf so that's good to know that i'll I'll stick on the same product and i mean yeah the fact that it makes you sharper it's probably it was a surprise when you initially mentioned it and then after you know you think about it a bit more it's like actually it kind of does make sense um but yeah intersport rivalry i mean my my one mate (laughs) i run with he's come from sort of like a professional cycling background and we forever arguing over who's the best endurance athletes in the world you know tour de france go multi-state stages whereas the the elliot kipchogas of the world and the people winning um the marathon majors they they're not going multi-stage but running's so much more impact on your body so yeah i think you can argue it and i don't know if there's a clear winner but um i mean it makes sense that cycling adopted it first and foremost because they're measuring it and if they're accurately getting live data and stats in and it's like a no-brainer type thing i guess with running the proof is in the pudding in the results over a gradual time and there's so many variables so like you obviously things have to go right on race day as well and using this in the build-up and then you can be like okay cool you know the proof is in the pudding type thing um cool and then and then like lastly on to the taste of the product so i know you describe a tasting as rocket fuel um when i had it the first time i was just like boom it was almost like you know a form of a tequila shot for me uh, I'm actually quite used to it now. I, I almost kind of enjoy it now. Um, but initially, you know, I wasn't really expecting that. How has the feedback been from, you know, the taste of it? And like, are you also used to it yourself and you kind of enjoy it now? Yeah, yeah. That's definitely the f- most salient thing that people notice is the taste and then the effect. And we always say, you know, it tastes like rocket fuel, but it works like rocket fuel. So yeah. it's a good, fair shake. And it's made in a... We ferment it. It's a fermentation process. We have specialized form of bacteria where you feed them plant biomass and they output ketones. So it's basically like a 
high-tech kombucha factory or similar process to how you might make a like wine or, or beer. And that fermentation process makes it taste the way it does. We don't doctor it up a lot. We put a little bit of monk fruit in there and um, a little bit of acid and just not, not much else to it. Uh, we could arguably sauce it up more and a lot of the purists I think wouldn't like that. I th- a lot of, in our community just want the, the pure good stuff um, rather than, you know, putting weird artificial sweeteners or putting a bunch of sugar in there or like a lot of the, the profile person that's drawn to this type of product really wants it for what it is. And it's funny you said that about just like starting to actually like it, which is true. Like it's, it reminds me like no one's born liking black coffee or, or red wine or like a lot of these more like, uh, like a, a gin and tonic, a lot of these more like flavor, sophisticated flavors, you kind of grow towards. And then you maybe don't like the first, second, third time you have it, but then psychosomatically you learn like, just like the smell of coffee makes you feel like warm and alert and ready to start the day. Like you start associating, like uh, some people associate a gin and tonic with like, just relax. As soon as they take the first sip, they feel like, okay, it's time to unbuckle and, and chill. And like, there's that, there's that feeling that we're building of like that same mental connection with ketone IQ that it like just tastes like performance. Like you drink it and it's like, all right, ready to go. And, uh, but it's interesting. Cause yeah, I don't want to sugarcoat. It doesn't taste like your grandma's apple juice or something. It doesn't taste like, it's not like yummy. It is, it, it has a certain taste to it. Uh, on a really practical note, there's like a couple things you, people can do if if the taste is jarring is like you can put it in the fridge. Definitely best served chilled, just like anything, just like a Coca-Cola or anything is like best served chilled. And then you can also mix it in. So I'll mix it with like an electrolyte and squeeze some lemon juice in there. So like I like like raspberry LMNT electrolyte plus a lemon plus some ketone IQ with water. It actually tastes like fantastic and it's got zero sugar, got some electrolytes, got some ketone IQ in that. So I'll often just like have that as my, just be sipping on that throughout the day, um, throughout meetings or after my workout on my way to work. Like that's, um, one way that you can make it kind of mocktail out of ketone IQ and make it taste, you like dress it up pretty nice. Mm, mm. No, I mean, yeah, from my side, I think like, I really appreciate that there's no artificial flavors added to it or anything added to make it taste better. Like I'd rather have something that has a better effect on you and is not sweetened. Like you get a whole bunch of, you know, protein bars out there that taste better than a chocolate bar. And you're just like, how can this really be good for you? If it tastes, it's amazing. So no, I'm, I'm, you know, all for performance over taste and appreciate that you haven't put any artificial flavoring in. Um, cool. Thank you so much for uh, chatting to you, you today. It was, was really, really cool. Um, I can't wait to see you break 237 in Chicago. Um, I'm going to go break 220 at Berlin. And uh, we'll cheers to another Keaton IQ after that. And then follow that up by a cold beer. How does that sound? I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. And yes. Let's get together. And yeah, for real, if anyone on the team there, uh, any of your athletes are going to be in Chicago, let's get together. Uh, definitely. Definitely. We've got a squad of about 15 or 20. So I'll, I'll, I'll let them know. Cool. Um, and yeah, for those of you listening, I'll put up uh, my discount code on screen, but it's Nick uh, capital NRCK and you get 30% off your subscription yeah cool great chatting to you and uh yeah looking forward to the performance effect this has right on thanks so much nick cheers michael all the best day eh? bye